All right, ladies and gents, welcome to T3G Tangents. This is the podcast, and this is Passion as a Business. Today, now, this may be a little weird for those watching, those who have watched other podcasts, those who have listened to other podcasts. Today, I'm joined by Full Throttle Auto, who many of you may know as the other half of T3G Media. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about your journey to becoming a racer and, and just becoming more of a, a known name in the automotive industry. Um, and anyone that's going to join us, we'll be chatting in. We'll have some live questions. Right. Uh, if you did not, uh, if you did not catch us live, make sure you check us out on Caffeine on Thursdays, midday ish. So far, no no set schedule There's yet. No set schedule. no set schedule yet, but uh, definitely check us out on caffeine.tv slash T3G Media. And uh, yeah, let's let's get into it. Let me ask, and I guess this is kind of a We'll do a softball first. All right. How did you first know that you wanted to race, that you wanted to be involved in cars and all that stuff? Uh, man, I wish I could say that I realized it early in life and, and followed it, but that unfortunately wasn't the, the circumstance. Uh, it took a while. Now, you know, you can, you can put it on so many different things on why that is, but uh, it was more of a... In my I'm 32 now, so like I'll probably say I was maybe what 29 when I realized like I really like I always knew I loved it. I always knew that it was there, but to actually pursue it and actually make it the thing that I want to go for and make it a thing to achieve that happened when I was like 29. But I knew for the longest time that it's something that I really loved um, participating in. Because uh, I've done some like very very little go karting stuff in the past. I've done some stupid things, you know, driving cars in my younger life. Uh, oh, so, I remember those. Yeah, days. <laughs> yeah. So I always knew that it was inside me wanting to race, uh, but actually realizing what that real passion was, that took uh, some time. And and you know, it's funny because for some people it happens right away. They realize it early on in life, maybe because they have parents that push them towards it or um, parents that are you know, put them in different things, and then they realize while doing those different things, the one thing they want to do. Uh, and then for some people, it takes a very long time. Even when they go through high school, you know, they're always being told, you know, figure out what you want to do and take that in college. Some people don't know. Some people don't know even while taking college if that's what they want to do or if what that one thing is they want to do. So is it out of the norm that it took me so long? No, but at the same time, is it, do I wish it didn't? It didn't take me so long, so I could have had a head start, as to say, you know, or to, uh, you know, kind of put it that way. Uh, yeah, of course, you know, then I would probably be in a, a little bit different place than I am right now, maybe further ahead. You know, the longer you do something, the more of a likeliness that you've uh, accomplished something with it. Of course, for sure, for sure. Now, and that's that's kind of the big thing about this this kind of, I guess, section of our podcast. This this broadcast that we do. We talk about everyone at every stage of their journey to doing what they want to do and making that a, a living and making that a success. So the currently, where would you put yourself on that journey? Would you say you're start, just starting? I mean, we'll, we'll get into some more details, but recently you completed your first racing circuit, right. go-karting, and that was super cool. That was pretty cool. So um, would you yeah. say you're, you're at the beginning? Would you say you're a little further ahead because you've been involved in the industry kind of as a, as a documenter, as, as a you know, more of a creator? Uh, it's tough to say, you know, am I uh, in racing in general? 
I would say I'm definitely still in the beginning stage, right? Because I just did my first official kind of race. Um, in the actual industry itself, uh, you know, I would say I'm an amateur, not necessarily a beginner. Uh, you know, amateur in the sense that I'm still definitely going to be learning a lot more uh, on multiple aspects of it, you know, uh, ra being in racing, being um, involved in the industry and uh, connecting with people and uh, creating even a following that's still in the amateur level at the moment. Uh, is it the beginning for that aspect? No, I, w I would say I'm, I'm a little past the beginning parts of that. Uh, but definitely the racing is the beginning. You know, as you said, uh, the first real hit for racing was uh, last year I did some go-karting just on my own. Sure. Just like rentals, uh, nothing crazy. Yeah, we had, set some, we had set some heavy goals, right? You, you walked into K1 and you're like, I'm going to hit uh, I'm gonna hit 16s. Right. And then they're like, that's impossible. Right, right, right. Um, so, you know, you, you go in a few times in different locations and you see what you can do and what really you know to me it's like uh it's a great confirmation when you think you're really wanting to do something you have this feeling that you're good at it but without real acknowledgement or even from yourself or from others you don't know how true that is and then you go do it and then you're like well maybe there is something there type of deal so um, For sure you know yeah i definitely last year i did a little extra on the outdoor go-karting and found a place because I met a guy at K1, which is an indoor thing. I did that maybe a handful of times. Then he left. He went to this outdoor place. And then last summer, I took advantage of that, and I tried it out a few times. Unfortunately, maybe at best, I did four or five one-hour runs, um, which are split up in 15-minute sections. And I had a lot of fun. I loved it. I mean, just being behind, you know, whatever that particular vehicle is in this case it was a go-kart um, just being on a racetrack and doing it, it just is a feeling that's i think for me at least in this aspect indescribable like i don't have a way to properly describe it some people have words for specific things and i'm like i don't feel like what i feel it has even been like the word has been invented sure so i always say that um but yeah, I would say for, for racing, I, I'm 100% still just starting. I mean, I'm, I'm super excited to see what happened in, um, in the racing and what I was able to accomplish, even though it was only a three, three event, or how can I put that? It was, it was one event, but it had three different competitions in it. Or it was one competition, it had three events in it. And to see how I fared out, um, to see how I fared out against people uh, that have had years in the industry versus somebody myself who just literally had started maybe total of 12 times being in a go-kart before hitting the racetrack right. and being in a competition and actually comparing very strongly to those people, that's that indication that it's like, oh crap, uh, you know, there actually is something there. Now I just need to put more money and time into it and that's kind of where other things play along but uh yeah so racing beginning in the actual industry i would say it's an amateur but not necessarily the beginning it's sure it's not sure just starting out. well i think uh well i want to clarify for those listening and those watching in the future these uh these outdoor go-karts while they are go-karts and you may have a particular mentality about what that means 
these outdoor go-karts go up to 55 miles per hour. Yeah, they're not slow. If you, if you ever driven on a highway, it's uh, it's that lower to the ground, yeah. way less protection. Yeah, way less so. protection. You got this suit on. I mean, depending, you know, if you how seriously you're taking it, you got a helmet on, you got a suit on, and depending on how bad you crash, that's going to be the thing that's uh, protecting you from that crash. So, right. you know, it all depends. It's kind of like a motorcycle type of deal. You don't have much on, but, yeah, it's... Uh, it's intense, but I love it. Um, my passion is always going to be in cars, racing cars, uh, but the go-kart is, is a lot of fun. Uh, you know, there's definitely certain, certain things that uh, transfer over how to race in cars, but there's also some things that are specifically for go-karts and how to race them as well. Welcome to the broadcast, man. Lock, how you doing? Yeah, how's it going? Live. We're sitting down with uh, Full Throttle Auto, otherwise known as my cousin Harris. Yeah, which, and, uh, the other half of T3G. <laughs> the other Media. half of T3G Media. Uh, but he's got a he's he's pursuing a career in racing, and uh, yeah, we're just discussing that and talking about how what steps he's taking to further his journey. So, on that note, what uh, beyond obviously you've completed your first yeah. uh, race series, which was outstanding. You placed really really well, like you said, in comparison to people who are seasoned veterans, really, yeah, who have been doing it a lot more. You yeah, know, years. they've got I mean, ten, years. twenty, hundred you know races under oh, their yeah. belt above you, easy, and. Uh, you crushed even some of the younger kids I who were doing really well, by the way. But they started three years ago. Right, but they were starting, so like, yeah. It's not like yeah. they just some, started. You know, you've got these 13, 14-year-olds that have been working since they were 10. Yeah, so like <laughs> they've been learning, and they've been some of them got lucky enough to speak with pros and learn from some guys that have sure. been in the industry. So, yeah, they've had already three years of experience where I'm coming in with basically zero, nothing on my hands. So For sure. Uh, yeah, I placed uh, for my weight class. I placed third out of like 25, 30 people. Uh, and overall in the entire series, I placed, I believe, 13th out of like 110 racers. So you can't even be mad at that first I, time out. I can't. It's one of those things like, uh, you know, you, yeah, did you want to be number one? Sure. But then you got to think about like, okay, these guys have had multiple ex hours, years of experience. You had zero. You have nothing. You went in and you were like, I just want to see what my measurement is. And then, of course, you know, that whole competitive aspect's like, Oh, I want to be number one, and then I'm a little disappointed that I'm not number one. But then you got to remember, like once again, you you don't have experience; they do. So obviously, right. being number one was a a pretty high goal that might not have been achievable at the moment. So right, exactly. Now it's it, it is very much a difficult journey, and, and I think that's kind of a, a theme we have, you know, within this this uh, podcast idea, this this talk show idea, is that there is way more to every journey than, than anyone can think of when they first start. Yeah, you know, absolutely. When you, when you come into it, you're thinking, I'm going to race. Right. And then you look at all the requirements for every single level of oh, that. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not stuff you were thinking about when you were like, I want to race. I just want to <laughs> race. I just want to be in that car or cart, and I just want to race. But there's so much more to it. I mean, it's, you know, having the proper gear, having the proper time put into it, having the proper funds for it. Uh, obviously, car racing is way more expensive. Not saying that karting is not. Karting is still pricey, uh, especially if you try to do it as a continuous thing throughout the year. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, there's just so much that plays along on that. I mean, having your own go-kart and being able to practice in it. You know, you can do the rental races, which is a option. Not, a, You know, that's not right. necessarily countrywide. And then there's other go-karts that are specific to each race that is countrywide. You know, you can take start one way 
uh, at one location and literally compete like you would in road racing in cars. So you know, right, it's exactly. like a country nationwide thing. Now, on on that note, how um, how much do you think pursuing kind of this? I want to call it like a practice round. You know, like the, you're 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 working on on you know becoming a better kart racer. Right. How much do you think that's going to help as far as car racing? You know, once you get to road racing, once you get to you know, time attack kind of stuff that you want to do, what, how much, like, it's a completely different, you know, literally, it's a different machine, it's a different environment, how much do you think it's helping you in your, in your overall process? In my process, um, here's the thing, I think, in all honesty, just from experience and from the little bit that I've done, um, I think what it's supposed to teach somebody that hasn't uh, been paying attention or teaching themselves outside of karting how to drive, it's supposed to teach you how to drive. It's supposed to teach you what lines you're supposed to take, how you're supposed to take each corner, uh, understanding the over limit and under limit of the cart, and that essentially transfers over into a car as well. How you take a turn, what line you take, what's your limit of a car, what's not your limit of the car. Uh, so that kind of stuff transfers to over. To me, I already had that understanding. Sure. So mainly because like, oh, how do you have an understanding without doing it, right? That would be a question that would be asked because I've been researching it. I've been in my head. I've been nonstop, uh, not just in my head, but just going online, watching videos, uh, learning what's a proper seating position when sitting in a car, what's the proper racing For line. Sure. Uh, so I've been watching all that stuff, getting that knowledge outside of doing it. Um, so when I went into a go-kart, I knew right away how to use the entire track. I didn't, right. It's not something that I had to be taught where when you first start go-karting, if you've never driven or you've never paid attention to that aspect of the racing line and stuff like that, that's what you learn. Sure. So yes, it would transfer to most people, but because I'm older in age and because I took the time to actually research this stuff outside of not being able to do it, uh, I was already knowledgeable enough to understand, hey, when I get in this, this is how I got to do this stuff. Uh, but then again, I also believe that, you know, some people have a natural capability of understanding certain things. Yeah, so definitely. I think, you know, for me, clearly not having the experience, not being in a cart uh, or in a car on a racetrack, um, and then being able to just jump in and do it, that clearly tells me that there's something inside me that allows me to understand how to properly race without needing the actual, uh, you know, basic training, I right. guess, uh, of it. And, uh, you know, that's where I'm fortunate enough. So now knowing, understanding that I have that capability, now is just putting as much time in as people that maybe don't have that, but all they've been doing is practicing. And so, you know, yes, uh, is there true that, like, for instance, even in basketball or football, they say some people have just a natural talent and some people put thousands of hours to yeah, be just as good sure. as those people, if not better, that have natural talent. But if the people with natural talent put in just as much time, they're going to be better, period. It's just uh, Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, I, I remember, like, you know, going, going back to kind of my very limited, obviously, very limited experience in sports. Right. Uh, you know, going back to, like, school and even younger, you know, grade school. I remember we had a few kids, you know, you'd run the mile and they'd crush these numbers that I'm just like, that doesn't even seem like a feasible number right. to me. I remember, I think eighth grade, we had someone run the, the mile in like seven and a quarter oh, minutes. Yeah, really. And I was like, that doesn't even make any sense yeah. to me. Yeah. Like <laughs> in my head, I couldn't wrap my, you know, I couldn't wrap, wrap my mind around it. So like, yeah, I, mean, I think there's some people just come into it with a talent. 
you know, but now did that individual push forward and did they pursue that? Right. Or is that something that they just kind of left on the table? And now on the flip side is, was there somebody who ran a 10 minute mile that same year who then worked on it and by senior year yeah. of high school like they pushed decimated. a six minute yeah, mile? Right. You know, you, you don't know that. It's very, very difficult to, to kind of, like you said, it. it's very much a matter of how much energy you put into it. Yeah. And I mean, regardless that, of your talent level. That applies, you know, to almost anything that we do, you know. Yeah, and, for sure. And they always say, you know, uh, uh, 10,000 hours is going to get you, you know, uh, to a skill that you need to be. Uh, 10 years is going to help you master that skill. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it, it applies to everything we do. You know, it, it's, uh, yeah, do I focus on cars? Sure. But at, on the retrospect, I also focus on making videos. And the same thing applies. I don't might not have necessarily a natural skill in creating videos, but the more I do it, the better I get. Right. So that's why you know it it, it it can apply to literally anything that we do. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I think um, I have a kind of like a weird understanding of mechanics. Like I when I first kind of learned like learned the difference of like automatic versus manual, and I sat down in somebody's you know manual car and it was I think it was just out of high school. I was like, oh, this is cool. And I sat there and I like messed with the gears and I'm like, all right, like I understand how this process works. Right. So then a buddy of mine was like, hey, I got a, I got a 80, it was an 89 a CRX. CRX, yeah. And I, he's like, you want to take it for a drive? And he tosses me the keys and I was like, yeah. Right. And I sit down and then I'm like, all right, well, I mean, I understand the concept. Let's just do it. Right. I stalled it a few times, but, like, I figured it out because it was just like I understood yeah, the concept yeah, yeah. of how the gears work yeah, that's... versus, like, somebody who's going to need the step-by-step -step instructions for them to understand. Yeah, it. So no, I think, absolutely. Yeah. That's definitely a great example, like realizing that you understand something that maybe somebody has no concept of. You know, they're just getting in and they're like, what do I do? I don't even know, like, where to start. For where, sure. I mean, it's like video games. Like, yeah. for me, the two-stick, like, moving left and, like, upper body and movement. Right. That's just perfect. Basic. It yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. My wife can't do it. I've known many people who are like, I can't do the, like, I can't move my body. Like, I can't walk and then turn right. at the same time. And I'm like, but you, you, like, to me, it doesn't make sense not to know that because, like, know that. you yeah. do that anyway. Yeah. Like, you can walk down the street and then turn your body oh, yeah, and do the same. <laughs> like, I don't know. Exactly. It just doesn't make sense. But yeah, it's like, it's, it's that physical kind of kinetic understanding of certain things. Yeah. Some people get it, some people don't. And it's just, it, and it's not like they're not trying hard enough. It's, oh, yeah. Well, if they did put in time, I'm sure they'd be great at it. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's all about what, you know, what you want to learn and how badly you want to learn it type of deal. Exactly. So. Exactly. It's, it, yeah. Like you said, it's, it's the 10,000 hours. It's, yeah. it's putting in the effort, putting in the time. Now, we are working on, uh, on kind of a, a long-form version of what we're talking about here, kind of a more of a, a broader uh, little mini-doc of, uh, of your process and getting into racing. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is... Beyond doing, like, another race series, what is the next step for you? Uh, I mean, it's really just continuing to, um, as much as I can financially, continue to be involved in anything that require, or that, that I'm interested in racing. So there's all sorts of forms of racing. Uh, I enjoy them all, but there's one that I enjoy more than others, and that's, like, grip-style racing. So basically what you do in go-karts, what you do in... Uh, uh, like Le Mans and stuff like that, like it's GT style racing where they, you know, take overall a normal car and all they do is gut out the inside and make the engine a little bit better than it would be, you know, in your uh, uh, daily commuter. So that's the cars I like. Stuff like NASCAR, stuff like Formula One, 
I see those as giant go-karts right. with uh, shells on them. I don't see those as real <laughs> cars because there's, there's nothing of a car in them. Yes, do they have four wheels and a chassis? Sure, but so does a go-kart, and we don't consider that a car. Right. So all I see it is just a bigger version of a go-kart uh, with a bigger engine. You know, that's as simple as that. Where an actual car like Porsches, like Aston Martins, Corvettes, and stuff like that, real legit cars with proper panels and hoods that you can remove, not just this one giant shell that you propped up to get to everything. That's the difference. That's you know, that's the difference between for me like a shell and a car. So yeah, that's that's what I want to um, be based in is is just be revolved around that. So whatever that means, if that means I go to a uh, uh, track day and uh, I just hang out with some people and uh, just you know they know that I'm there and that I'm interested and I'm crazy about it um, or if that means like be part of a track day put my car out even if it's just my regular Honda Accord or the 240 that I've been trying to work on uh, whatever it is to just kind of fit myself in there until I have the finances to kind of jump into also the SECA uh, which is not cheap um, you can do some autocross stuff which it is cheap but that's not my passion that's not my thing that's a go-to i enjoy it it's fun don't get me wrong it's still behind the wheel and you're technically racing sure um but it's not the thing i want to do it's the door-to-door stuff that i want to do uh and that stuff's not cheap i mean uh, uh you know somebody had a recently i listened to a podcast uh somebody was talking to a person one of the marketing guys from the SCCA, and they were talking about you know how to involve millennials and others uh, to be in the racing industry right. to actually enjoy and be part of it and participate in it right and I you know the points they made were sure relevant but really I think what a lot of these people that uh, are what they realize what I realized they were missing on that they didn't even want to mention is the cost the cost is so I mean just a track day a proper track day is about three hundred dollars I mean that's I don't know about you but, you know, that's a rich man's sport already right there because a $300 drop on a single day for somebody even like us that, you know, we make decent money compared to some other people. For sure. That's still a chunk of change that I literally cannot just throw, throw hey, that's, in. That's, and as much as it's my passion, bills, and, like, yeah, exactly. As much as it's my passion uh, right now financially, I can't just spend that because I have to pay bills. I have bills. You know, unfortunately, I'm in a situation where I have to live check by check. So, like, it's not cheap. So, knowing that just a track day, just to take literally your streetcar that you've done nothing to on a track so you don't get a ticket to, you know, enjoy the thing that you've been wanting to do, that's $300. So, just to be part of the SECA and race in a specific uh, uh, group. Uh, which is, you know, the regulations and limits between each type of car. So you have to, that's why you have to choose the group you want to be in and how your car is going to be modified. But just to do that, minimum, you need a driver uh, uh, racing license, which is anywhere between four to six grand to take the school and get the license. Wow. And that's not including buying a, a, a potentially a $50,000 race car. And then, of course, having, uh, you know, um, set of mechanics with you you know a pit crew as they say but not necessarily as big of a real pit crew maybe one or two guys that can help when you pull in to you know fix an issue or something like that depending on what you're racing right so yeah you're looking at extraordinary amount of money so yeah am i passionate about it 100 percent. but i also understand my current limit on what i can be part of so anything that i can throw my name in anything that people understand what my passion is and what i want to do and 
and and they see that I'm I'm trying hard to be part of that you know whatever that um, provides for me is what I want to do so that's what I'm at the moment going to continue on until you know financially I can uh, work up to you know being part of the SCCA but that's going to be the more bigger push about being a racer awesome awesome I mean I mean it's it it sounds like you've you've done a lot of research on this and like you're you you understand your next steps and i think that's that's a big key in a lot of in a lot of journeys i think knowing where you know i talked to jordan uh jordan Wayne long a couple weeks ago and he said something that i think is very true and it's being ready for the next thing yeah you know if let's say we put this video out you know we put this mini doc out of you wanting to go out there you being ready and having that experience already and not having an understanding of the industry already you know if that should pop off and people see it right and they come to you yeah you're already aware you already know the things that you want to do you already know the path you need to go down to do the thing you want to do it's not going to be like oh wow like you want to sponsor me like what does that mean right you know like no, you're I not going to be yeah. in that position of like not knowing what the next move is it's you got you got to be ready for the next thing. Like you got to be ready, and he said it. You got to be ready for luck. Right. Some you know if the right person sees it, you know yeah. even if there's ten views on it, yeah, which yeah. I think it wouldn't be. I think it'll do well. I, you know, I'm <laughs> hoping so. Yeah. Uh, but if you know if ten people see it, but if the t right ten people see it, that that's all that matters. Well, exactly. I mean, it's uh, you know a lot of it. You know, uh, it, one of the biggest things is actually doing the thing you want to do. Right, the, I think uh, the biggest problem nowadays is that people either procrastinate or they welcome tell them, Juan Garcia. and they tell themselves why. And Zito. Uh, yeah, welcome. Uh, they tell themselves why they can't do it or why they don't want to do it, um, or why there is a reason why they wouldn't be able to do it. Right, For sure. maybe failure or uh, uh, um, fear of failure. Right, right. But you can't be afraid of that because. Here's the thing, if you tell yourself, I, I'm a person with huge anxiety issues, right? I, like that's a medical issue that I have. I'm sure. just crazy anxious about things. And so I would always tell myself, oh, I can't go do this or I can't do this because in my head, I've already made the decision oh, for somebody, more. you know, uh, where you really aren't going to know unless you do it. So Absolutely. like, uh, you know, I, I approached, uh, and that's, that's the reason I make videos, right? Is to get closer to the thing that I really want to do, which is the racing. Well, through... Through doing that, I've approached multiple companies and I said, here's what I do. Here's my work. Can I do this with you guys? Can I get a media pass? Can I do? And I could have easily told myself, there's no way. I'm still right. a beginner. Right. My work doesn't match up to others. But they said yes. And because they said yes, I went and did it. And then I got better because I kept doing the thing I wanted to do. For sure. So it's just not being afraid to want to hear no because that is a possibility, but so is Always. a yes. Right. So it's a literally a 50-50 chance, which is the, all the things in the world that it has a 50-50 chance. It could go bad or it can go good. For sure. So don't automatically give yourself an answer. Don't tell yourself that it's already a no before you even know. Absolutely. That's a horrible way to, to – that is a good way to prevent yourself from doing something that you might be crazy passionate about. Absolutely. <laughs> so to give you guys uh, an update, uh, Zeno and Juan, Juan Garcia, welcome uh, to the broadcast. Uh, what we're doing today is we're talking passion as a business, uh, pursuing your dream, pursuing what you want to do uh, as, as a way of life, as, as a living and being, you know, living off the thing that you love. Um, 
We've talked with a couple people over the last two weeks. This is my cousin, Hannes. He uh, does full throttle auto on YouTube, yeah. uh, Instagram, all that good stuff. Check out his Instagram, by the way. It's it's crisp. It's, got, it's gotten there. It's got, I do have to <laughs> it's say crisp. so myself. It's gotten uh, with, you know, he's, uh, he's pursuing a career in racing. He wants to be, uh, he wants to grip style race, you said, right? Grip style racing, um, you know, GT style racing, whatever you want to call it, Le Mans, you know, um, that's that's like the best way I can put it, like Le Mans style, where it's actually on the course. Sure. You're racing door to door. Now, Le Mans has different categories of cars. I'm looking more at the GT cars where their actual cars gutted out, stuff like that. So. Right, right. You should pursue basket weaving as a full-time job. If you love basket weaving, it, here, listen, here's if, the thing. I, I, will, I will quote... I will quote Gary Gary V because Gary V I think is one hundred percent correct on this. You can make a living doing anything on the internet. Yeah, arm set. If you love basket weaving, you can make videos. You can make vi- you can make the photo content, video content, blog content. Through that, doing that. And make a living off it. 100%. No question about it. Not just from the videos or the photos, but also selling your product. So if you can show people your product you're, and they love it, they're going to buy it. So, yeah, it's it's all about just, you know, showing the actual thing. I noticed there's a little bit of lag that going is, on. That is weird, yeah. Yeah, that is weird. Um, but, yeah, it's really just going for the thing you really want to go for. Uh, the whole point of... The whole point of Full Throttle Auto was that I wanted to be part of the uh, automotive industry, but I knew that I couldn't just jump into racing. That is crazy expensive. So I said, okay, well, what's another thing that I can do that's within the industry and keep my name out there? People know me. People on the, you know, get to know me and stuff like that. I talk to people. And that was like, well, okay, I, I always wanted to create. Right. And YouTube is a thing. So I always I love movies. I love TV shows. I even like documentary-style films, you know, like the Mischief series that I used to watch and stuff like that. And that kind of like feeds into doing what we do now on YouTube, which is releasing videos about the thing that you enjoy. Mm-hmm. And luckily, creating videos is the second closest thing to racing cars. Now, granted, there's a definitely a, a difference in the passion sure, of sure. the two, but you know, it's there. So it's combining two things that I really, really love, and 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 doing it. And so the bright the bright side to that is. I'm also keeping my name in people's heads so that way I can then use that to my advantage of getting into racing. They see me, they know me, they know, know who I am, they know who I've worked with, who stuff like that. So right. it's it's like I said, it's easy to tell yourself why it won't work. Sure. It's harder to just do it and see what happens. Absolutely. I've done it multiple times, I've done it countless times. The uh, easiest thing to do is to walk away. The yeah, easiest thing to do is to walk away and say, you know what, this is going to be hard. I don't have the right stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Like, there's there's a thousand excuses to every one 100%. reason you should do it. 100%. And, that, and that's the thing. You know, um, I, have a, I have a great family-in-law, and they always do these things during New Year's where they ask what you've learned this year. And two years ago, I said the biggest thing I've learned. And this is not new. This is not like something that people haven't heard before. Right. But it you, is, didn't, you didn't make a discovery. I didn't make a discovery <laughs> that somebody hasn't been telling you this for years mm-hmm. or, you know, God knows how long. But it's 100% true. And that is, unless you ask, you will never know the answer. Yep. You will tell yourself you know the answer, but 
It's, it's, you Schrodinger's, no it's Schrodinger's cat. Is. You can say that the cat's dead, but you won't know that it's dead if you, unless you open the box. Yeah, 100%. I mean, like, I, you know, my, my biggest, <laughs> I would say right now, my biggest accomplishment is the Chicago Auto Show. For sure. I got, I got media passes with the Chicago Auto Show being virtually nothing. Um, and, and honestly still getting to learn how to create videos. And last time around fashion. it was through, you were a part of a network and it was, was through them, right? Yeah. And, and even they said there's, they can't even promise me that there's even a right. slight of a chance that they can get, but all he did was like, I can throw your name that you're applying and then they can kind of decide from there, but I have no pull. Right. Uh, they're very, you know, they're very picky on who they provide the passes to. And I was like, I completely understand. You know, you obviously want the right people to cover your show. Sure. Clearly, whatever I did at whatever point, whatever they saw, right. they thought there was something there. And now, this last year, or beginning of this year, before it came up, I got invited back. They, I didn't even They apply. called you. They yeah, called they you. Me, they said, hey, we'd love for you to come back. Please make sure to fill out the form like you normally do, and we'd love to give you the media passage. Just that's, put the names that you need. That's outstanding. And, 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 get, and now, even on top of that, they've done nothing but share my photos, uh, a, a show that is Right, huge. right. So the Chicago Auto Show. And, and Juan Garcia, you absolutely should, and I hope you do. I think basket weaving is very uh, interesting. I, I don't have the patience for it, but I think it's incredibly it's, it's an incredibly talented uh, work so like I think oh yeah if, I mean, if you're truly gonna pursue that people I wish have, you luck people I, have I hope some you do crazy skill I, I don't um, um, but with, with the Chicago Auto Show that that was the coolest thing like you you messaged me and I saw it I was like the Chicago Auto the Chicago the International Auto Show Auto Show one of the, shared your phone if, if not, like if, I was crazy yeah if not so the ones that get talked about the most is. The Detroit Auto Show, but Detroit what people Chicago, don't, yeah. but what people don't understand is the Chicago Auto Show is probably the biggest car show in the country. Right. I mean, and I'm talking about compared to anything else that you see out there, it's probably the biggest car show, square footage wise, uh, the attendance wise, so everything. Yeah, and just you know, obviously you're seeing. I don't think we've ever seen the whole thing. I don't think we've ever seen the entire thing. I think we've passed by things, but I don't think we ever actually got a chance to see everything. So and much. so to to have the capability of actually being part of something that, I mean, two and a half years ago was virtually impossible. I mean, never in my head what I was going to think the, the Chicago Auto Show, one, was going to ever invite me to go as media, and two, actually care about my photos or whatever I do, if it's photos or the videos, and right. actually share them. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. And, right. uh, you know, and it's all about doing the thing that you want to do keep doing it learn how you can get better at it and then when you're happy with what you see others most likely are as well mm -hmm. you know so you know when i first started uh this whole thing with full throttle auto i started as youtube creating videos and that's still the main thing that i focus on i love creating videos but the the photos were a byproduct it was just another way to create right and at first i was like oh i'm just gonna post pictures i'm gonna take a cool car if i see right. it and i'm gonna post it online after a while, that just wasn't enough. I just, I was like, I'm not happy with this. I'm not happy with just taking a snap of a picture and posting it up. It doesn't look good enough for me, right? In my eyes. I'm not saying that it's not good sure, enough sure, for sure. some people, but for my eyes, that's just not enough. So I started playing with editing them. And it's weird because most people would be like, oh, wow, you're editing them in Photoshop instead of Lightroom? Like, that's kind of weird for a photographer. But it's like, 
yeah, but they come out exactly how I want them to come out. And that's what matters. And because I enjoy them so much now, I've noticed that a lot of people also do as well, and they share them. I mean, you, you've seen it just continuously. Like I had um, the guy with the GTR. He's huge. He's known all around the country for his GTR, and he shared my photo from this last event. Absolutely, Juan. Thanks for hanging out. Um, he, he shared my photo and it was huge. It was like, he's got 12,000 followers on Instagram. And I was like, oh, wow, you know, somebody that actually enjoyed the photo and shared it. And then of course, you know, stuff, people like the Chicago Auto Show, Nutrio Auto Group, uh, all those guys have now, you know, big, big eyeballs. And for someone like myself, it's like, it would be in most eyes, even not, not just for me, but most people, you know, when they start out, they're like, oh, there's never, I'm never going to be there. Right. That's the mental state right. that you're, you're, you're just automatically for some reason attracted to like thinking negatively instead of like well let's just see what happens just do it as long as you understand that the reason you're doing it is for you and the passion that you have for it right you know everything else yeah don't get me wrong do we want to you know do the passion as a living of course we do there's nothing better in life than doing something you truly love and being able to live off that absolutely that's you know nobody can deny that that, but the money is just a byproduct to knowing that you're doing the thing you actually enjoy. That's why. Yeah, that's and I why think that's, that's an. I think that's an important factor of it. I think you have to remember that you can't. And I think there's a lot of talk. And I talked. I watched a couple of videos recently uh, where you know these YouTubers who got you know five, six, seven hundred thousand followers, a million followers, and they're you know they're cranking out videos on a regular basis. But then you know oh they were gone for a couple of weeks. Right. And you know the one did a video all oh, like. We're burned out a little bit, blah, right. blah, blah. You know, there's a lot of people talking about burnout. Yeah, because it feels like you're trying you're trying to grind this out. Right. And I think that's the kind of thing that's going to pull away from the enjoyment of it. 100%. Uh, you know, it's uh, at some point from what I can see is that they're too worried about releasing videos every day and getting those... Uh, hits with the views yep. instead of releasing the videos they want to release that might be better quality so i watch you know countless see i watch a lot of these automotive guys and their videos at best they're subpar because all they're doing 90 percent of the time is talking to the camera right right now of course in some situations that might be perfectly fine but when i'm looking at it in more of a creative aspect and also as well what it's supposed to be based around which is the automotive industry if I'm not seeing a lot of the car and I'm seeing more you talking, right? that's not going to, you know, in most cases, that's not going to attract eyeballs. That's not going to keep somebody's attention. Why do you think Top Gear and the Grand Tour do so well? Because they mix the two very well. Yes, yeah. do you see them? Sure. But you also see a lot of the vehicle oh, that they're sure. doing it with. For sure. Whatever the vehicle might be. It might be a piece of crap. It might be something extraordinary. But... It doesn't matter because what you're seeing is the creativity behind being able to put both on focus without it feeling boring. And so when you start, in my head, when you start creating content on a daily basis, at some point, you're going to lose that creativity because now you're just thinking, I got to crank out videos instead of like, how do I make this one more fun, better, stuff like that. Right. So yeah, is, is more content great? Sure. But there's also a reason why... Even till this day, TV shows release one a week, and then they take a huge break because they have to write out the proper script. They have to give you the proper graphics, depending on what it is, visuals, sure. uh, costumes, all that, and tell you the proper story. So 
there is a reason why you don't see a daily TV show because that would just be insane. That would be absurd. Even even soap operas take the weekend. I'm saying, yeah, <laughs> even soap operas are daily. And, and I can't even imagine how far ahead they're from. Right. So it's even, and, and you can see, I mean, there's definitely a difference between a soap opera and a, and a, and a different TV show that has a way higher budget and and, oh, yeah. and, and better, just in general, just better everything. Uh, not saying the soap operas are bad or anything, but there's definitely a quality difference in both acting, storytelling, uh, visuals, everything. Soap soap operas, in, in my in my perspective, as far as like the the craft of acting for me has been like, it's the it's the kiddie pool. Like yeah. you go there, you do a couple years, yeah. you flex your muscles a little right. bit, you, figure you out see, how to, you see figure you out how do. to cry on command. Right. <laughs> like, right, exactly. And then you say, all right, now cool, like let's do a small film or let's do an actual TV show guest spot. Is that I remember back in the day, like. Uh, I remember when Shamar Moore like broke out of daytime sh- TV. Mm. It was like, oh wow, like this guy actually can kind of act. Like right. he's pretty decent. But you wouldn't have known that, you right. know, doing that stuff. But I mean, it's it's everything that we do. If we if we stay if we stay doing the one thing and we do it the same, there's never going to be change because you're not looking for change. Right. Uh, you have to challenge yourself in progressing. Uh, I think that goes in everything that we do. Even something that like is similar racing is the same all the time. For sure, but yeah. you're still somehow going to figure out how to challenge yourself right. to be better. Right. Right. Even if that's physically, if that's mentally, if that's behind the wheel, uh, learning the lines better, putting more time in than the next person. Uh, you know, when people are saying like, let's go party, you're a big name, you should be at this club, you should be like, Maybe not. Maybe I right. should be at the racetrack still learning what I need to learn to be number one the whole time. Exactly. So exactly. It, just, it depends on how far you're willing to push yourself and what you'd want to do. But Damn. the biggest thing is to to be able to, yeah, I know. It's weird. I don't know. Yours is perfectly fine. Very, very strange. But it's all about, it's all about pushing yourself and not letting yourself uh, be your worst enemy. Because the worst thing you can do is... Uh, um, tell yourself that for some reason it won't work out. Right. And the biggest thing, the other thing that really bothers me is I see these things like even on Philip DeFranco where he does the news and, uh, you know, his way. I mean, he doesn't necessarily do the news what most people know how to do the news. He does it in his own way. And you see comments like, oh, go get a real job. You're complaining about money and ads and selling. It's like, what makes you believe this isn't a real job? Why? Right. Because you're not happy in your job, and so because they're not happy, or because they're happy and you're not, that's why it's not a real job. Right. Oh, because they're in front of a camera and you're working with your hands. That's what makes it a real job versus not a real job. And it, it, I think that goes back to it's, it's kind of like an old age, you know, age old thing. I mean, I mean, would you let me put it this artists. way? Let me. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Let me put it this way: Are singers, actors, or even artists, are, do they have a real job? Because if you say they do, then there is no difference between that and but, YouTubers who are producing but, but, their but own. But you also have to remember that those people, like singers, are artists especially, artists especially, and even to this day, art, art, and and people who design, those are grossly underappreciated oh, and I'm grossly sure. undervalued by by people because people try to get out of paying artists all the time. Oh yeah, yeah, all yeah, yeah. The time. and without a doubt, absolutely. So it, I think there's still that mentality for a lot, a lot of people. Yeah. Where if you're not going to a nine to five and working for somebody, right? You know, I think I think really it comes out of a place of, but like you know what we're talking about here, passion as a business, doing what you want to do, right? As your business, right? 
versus them who had to work 35 years to to get maybe a work, retirement plan. Yeah, work work for some dude who they didn't like at a job they hated with people they despise. Right, because maybe they never figured out what their passion exactly. was or actually take the moment to pursue it. Or or God forbid they knew what it was and never pursued it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they actually decision. knew it but they they didn't want to pursue it because they always told themselves, you know, then they know it's that not you're... gonna happen. Yep. It's uh you know, whatever it might be. Yeah. Whatever then they know you're 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 doing something that they never got right. either the courage to or right. the, the, the the necessary impetus to, to just do it. Now don't get me wrong, I don't think that's uh, anywhere near the majority of the people in the world that right. uh, but it does there is a lot of them. There's a lot of people that are maybe not happy with the job situation and so when they see somebody doing something and they're getting paid for it and they're really loving it, they're like, Oh, you know you don't do a real job, stop complaining. Right. Like that's not a fact that's you're wrong you know everything that we you know even if i do it less than let's say somebody else who's been in the street for the for a while maybe due to you know financially restrictions and whatever that is i am still taking a full day and all those hours on recording editing finding the right music to use whatever it might be for the videos that i create on top of that i sit down in front of my computer for a few hours after i take a bunch of pictures and i edit them so it is still hours that I'm doing something that's right. not like going outside, playing uh, soccer, football, uh, enjoying the pool. That's leisure. What I'm doing is I'm still enjoying myself. I still have a smile on my face right. like I'm in the pool. And that's, but that's the difference. I'm going to be getting paid for it. That's the difference. That's the difference. And I think that's what, what you know, the people who undervalue these creative fields, I think that's what they don't understand. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, that's the biggest problem. It's it's, and I think it's always going to play into the fact that some people don't get me wrong. I feel like there is a lot of people out there that are perfectly happy with a nine to five job just because that is. And there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And I think I think that's something that people also need to understand is that a lot of people who talk about striking out on your own, doing your own thing, they in many situations talk down about the working for somebody not at all not at all i think there without is a those need people, for those yeah, jobs absolutely without because that's people, that's our infrastructure yeah without those people <laughs> that are working for somebody else that's something else you know if it's a store or if it's manufacturing something without them that wouldn't exist so yeah we need people like that we need people who are willing to do a nine to five job and willing to do those jobs and are actually even happy doing them those that's great there are some people like us where we our brain just can't accept it anymore we want to do the one thing where we're not happy right and so you have to push forward in being what you really want like it, it, you can be unhappy and right. never pursue it but then i feel like that's just going to make a bad life where as long as you're pursuing it you're going to be happy about the fact that you are pursuing it even if it takes Long, I'm, I'm one of those people that's crazy impatient. I want everything to happen now. But I also understand that's not going to happen. So I know that the biggest struggle for anything that we pursue, besides having luck on your side right. and having that right person or two people see it, you're going to be busting your ass until it happens. True. It's completely true. I, I think, um, you know, to use an example, I think some people, like you said, do enjoy just being that 9 to 5. Yeah, like I mean, I've my seen wife, it a my, lot. My, my a wife, lot. my wife has flat out said, "I just want to go to work and leave work and not have to deal with work." Yeah, and that's fine. You, some people want and desire that 
like I go, I make my money to pay my bills, right. and then I get to live my life the rest of my time. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. To me, what I do is who I am, is my life. Yeah. So, you know, when people talk to me, like, what do you do? I make videos, you know, I, I create content, I tell stories, because that's who I am. Yeah. Whereas, you know, other people might be like, oh, I work at, you know, an office. Right. But then I go and I do running, or then I go and do charity work. I then I go pool. and do, yeah, I play, play pool. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's all, there's this, exactly. Yeah. There's all this stuff that you can do that, you know, that people want to do. Right. But they just they do the job to pay for that stuff. Right, exactly. Like they're they don't, perfectly fine doing this job just to have fun with this, but not right. necessarily pursue it to a point where it's you know you don't need this other job. Right, because I think there there is the the, the possibility in, in a lot of situations where you're going to have somebody, you know, let's say they play pool, let's say they want to pursue pool. Right. That's a super super narrow field. You yeah. got to be really good. Yeah, absolutely. Like outstandingly good. Right. And then, even if you are, it only takes a couple games for you to not be the best. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, and then what? You know, you spent five years essentially ruining the thing you love. Right. Maybe it puts you in a worse, you know, financial position. Exactly. Because realistically, not, not everything is beat your head against the wall doing it because you love it until it, like, pays out. Right. I think creativity, I think doing creative stuff like film and and art and writing and that kind of stuff that stuff can pay off very easily comparatively speaking not like super easy not tomorrow right but i think relatively easily in comparison to somebody who's like my passion is to like build this new machine or like a new type of engine yeah you've got a whole path to get down to get to that point. Oh, 100 percent and i that's the, the difference like for me i don't think college worked i think if i had realized what I wanted to do right. early on, I would have not gone to college. Well, that's well, <laughs> that's, you well, that's kind of so that kind of played also into a thing where uh, you know at some point I was like, oh man, you know, because I I didn't realize what I wanted to pursue. I knew things that I enjoyed and liked, but sure. not not that I was passionate about, right? And so because of that, I was like, oh well, maybe I'll go to college, get my gen eds out of the way, right? Even though I'm a little bit older now, why not? You know, that's never sure. too late to get that out of the way, so I can utilize that and get in a better job but i knew that was at some point i knew like that still would have never been enough and so figuring out actually what the one thing or two things that i want to pursue and and focusing on those continuously and making sure that i stay focused on it even though there's multiple things in the world that like to uh take my attention away from it because right. i enjoy those things sure that doesn't mean so that much I, TV, right? Watch. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, absolutely. TV shows, movies, I, I love those greatly, but they do take away from the thing I want to pursue. Gaming, another one, right? Uh, you know, tech. You know, being involved in tech, purchasing tech instead of purchasing the stuff that I I should purchase. Uh, all that plays into like having that distraction that might be able to uh, you know prevent you from pursuing even faster the thing you want to do. So really, just being focused on it is going to be the other thing to, you know, make sure you do. You want to make sure that, yeah, are there things that can distract you? Of course there are, but you have to realize they're there. And you can do those things in limitation where it's not completely distract you, where it's taken away from pursuing the thing, but uh, you want to obviously limit it. And so that way it's not taken away from that. Uh, and then the other thing, kind of going back into, like, your question, like, what am I doing to uh, continue to pursue the, the passion? is um, 
I try to do one thing every day that continues to have me on that step. So even if that means just posting on Instagram one or two or three photos per day, that is one thing that I'm constantly doing for Ford Prado Auto, for keeping my name out there in the industry, for people seeing that I'm there and I'm not going away and that I continue with right. it. So it's, those are the biggest things that I think I've learned while doing this. One, you never know unless you ask, because right. otherwise you're just going to tell yourself that, I think no. that, that was one of those things that, like, I mean, hey, we got commercial work out of that. We right. got lots yeah. of things. Oh, yeah, we got a lot. Asking. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. We had um, a conversation one time, and that led to a lot of other really cool stuff. Yeah, absolutely, without that's, a doubt. Without and a that, doubt. And, that, and that's, that's, proof, that's a that's perfect proof example. Concept. Yeah, proof that's of concept. concept. Yeah, that's a perfect example. There's, uh, There was one time where... You know, I went up. Uh, it was because you said it, and for a second I was going to hesitate, but I just went up. I talked to the guy. I said, hey, you know, uh, I know you host car shows. I made a video. He, at that point, started talking about the video to everybody he saw. Yeah, apparently. He loved it. Um, and that's how we got work. And that's because, you know, we went up there. I approached him. I asked him questions. I said, you know, is this cool or this cool? And he, he was all for it. And then due to that, is so it, once again unless you ask unless you do it you don't know what is going to happen you know the possibilities but you have no idea what it's actually going to happen right and then of course the other thing that i learned is what i've been hearing a lot from anybody both pursuing if it's acting singing uh creating videos uh you know whatever it is whatever you want to do is try to every day do one thing even if it's a minor thing but one thing towards that thing you're pursuing so, like I said, for me, very minor, I post up a picture, even though I already edited them, I have a bulk of them, and then every day I try to make one or two or maybe three posts on Instagram, which, funny enough, then transfers over to Facebook and also uh, Twitter, right. and then keeps me active on those forms, and people see, you know, what, whoever sees it, even if it's one, one person a day, they saw my name, they saw my post, right. and it keeps me relevant, so that's going to be the other the two things that I could probably tell people to kind of, if they're going to take anything away from that, take that, you know, take that with you. Try to, try to not give yourself an answer. Find out what the answer. Don't be scared of the answer. How are you doing, VJ? And then also as well, try to do one thing every day towards that goal. Even Absolutely. If it's, even if it's the most minor thing in the world, even if in your head you're like, Man, that could be so irrelevant. Like, there's not, but it doesn't matter. It's the one thing for that day that you did for that. Exactly. If forward progression is forward progression. That it doesn't matter if you're progressing an inch or if you're progressing a mile. Right. If you make, if you take your positive steps to doing what you want to do, then you're doing that. Right. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're, you know, that's the thing. I think a lot of people, like you said before, excuses come into play. Hundred percent. I think a lot of people just like they hang on those excuses and they hang themselves on those excuses yeah absolutely whereas you could also use those excuses to climb on yeah hey you know i could not do this today but then if i do tomorrow i will have done that right now that's a success yeah. you're, you're building off that success absolutely let's say if today you say i'm gonna post one photo about you know whatever right smurfs yeah Tomorrow, I'll post another photo about Smurfs. I mean, and that's you know, if, and if that's your thing, that's your thing, I mean, you know, whatever. It's, it's a perfect. It it's a perfect example. Uh, we already done it for ourselves, um, where we went back and viewed old videos. Oh yeah. 
So imagine if we did those videos now, instead of making, you know, let's say back then we were like, oh, we'll do it tomorrow. We'll do it tomorrow. And then two, three years and it's now current day. And now we finally release our first video. We're now, we're just as bad as we would have been or we were three, four years ago. Right. Like I view videos and I'm like, man, I thought that was good. That is complete trash. It is literally trash. I remember watching some of those. But if I didn't do it then, I would be in the same, literally same moment now. I I would be making trash content. Yeah. So by doing it, by constantly doing it and pushing one day every day to do something towards that, you're going to progress your skill. You're going to get better at it. And, and, and you're just going to, that's going to, one, not only show you motivation because you're getting better, but then show others, like, one, right. you kept consistent, two, you've gotten clearly better. Okay, well, maybe there's something there. This person doesn't seem like they're a flake or somebody that just says they're going to do something but doesn't do it. It goes also for my photos. You look at my old Instagram photos for the first maybe year that I started, they're just pictures of vehicles. If it's a motorcycle or a car, right. and that's all it was. There was nothing to it. But now you view them and you go back six months, you'll see there there was change. There was editing. There was actual time taken, not just taking the picture, but also making it the way I want to see it. The way when I look at cars or the way I look at things Right. Uh, around that industry, how I see it. And this is my showing of you, like, this is how I see this. Like, this is the absurdity that I see, you know, right. when I look at this stuff. And so without doing it and always giving excuses and then starting, you're going to be in the, t- the, the, the moment you start is the problem is with that is you're going to not have the skill. And so you're going to be like, oh, it's 2018. I got to start now. But if you started three years ago when you were thinking the same thing, now you would have a better skill at whatever that thing is. Right. That you're and doing. if you're starting now, you should start now and not not yeah. try to feel out the yeah, industry exactly. or maybe, feel out the field or whatever. Just do it. No, do it yeah, tomorrow. 100%. Do it now. Here's the thing. If 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 now you've just realized today, at current time, hey, I know what I want, but I'm you know having this tough time deciding if I should pursue it. Yes, absolutely, do it right now. Whatever that one thing it is to do, do it. Because if you keep procrastinating, you're never going to do it. And if you do it at some point, it might be, you know, in your head, it might be too late. Right. It's never too late, but in your head, it might be too late. Or you might not be at that time where you're going to want to be, if you start at that time instead of starting now. To to, to go back to a. What I mentioned earlier, you know, we talked to Jordan Wayne Long a couple weeks ago, and how oh, the camera's doing the thing again. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't know what it, it is. Doesn't like me. Right? Doesn't like me. Yeah, unplug it. Plug it back in. Is it lit up there? It is not. Still not. Come on. Nothing. Oh, it hit. <laughs> This is and this this is a perfect example. This is the 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 live like we wouldn't know we had these issues. Like yeah. there's no there's no way to there know. It is. There you go. Um, if it didn't do it, yeah. If you didn't, if didn't like right. So even if you let's say you're like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start making videos. I'm gonna start making let's say gaming videos. Right. But first, I'm gonna get real good at Overwatch. So then you spend a year getting just platinum level. Right. You can place platinum every season. Right. And then you get on and you realize 
you don't know anything about OBS. Right. You don't know anything about how like to. You never how took to that moment to even 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 if you just took the moment to record a video without even editing it, but just to learn the one thing. Right. It would have been more than like saying, "Oh, I just want to." Right, but now, so now you're a great player, right. but your content is trash. Right. Whereas if your content is trash and you're a trash player today, right, and the next you watch it tomorrow, you're like, "Oh man, like my camera was way off." So right. tomorrow, you adjust your camera. You're yeah. in the right spot. Now the next day, your camera's better. But oh, man, I could have taken that shot better. Now you're getting better as a player. Yep. And then in six months, you're looking at it. Your camera's perfect your lighting's great your sound is awesome yeah, everything and you're a better player everything's versus if you started six months from now you might be the better player right but your video be shit right. <laughs> so right. then who cares yeah. why do i want to watch you right so it's it's all progressive and i think like like you said i think the biggest things are do do not think there's an answer before you ask a question right and absolutely absolutely do something every single day every you. single day and the only other thing i did want to mention is uh, and that this took a little bit of time also to learn, but um, invest in yourself, right? Yeah, we, we, we love supporting other companies. We do, right? And uh, if you're one of those people, absolutely. Oh, I want to show this on the video. Yeah, right? For those listening to the podcast yeah. in the future, this is from C2E2. Yeah, this is from I do love supporting people. Yeah. I do love supporting other creators, but at the end of the day, I still bought a new camera last year. Yeah. Bought the stuff that I needed. Yeah. I bought software packs, whatever I needed to make sure that I was pretty Exactly. Like as much as I enjoy other products, uh, video games, uh, tech, tech that might not necessarily be useful to me in the sense. Right. Um, that's all great. And I can purchase that at any point. But what I need now might be different, especially if I want to invest in myself. So like buying a new lens like I did. Buying last year, I bought a new camcorder and a gimbal, right. which increased my, in my opinion, increased my video quality an insane amount. You get shots that you just couldn't. Before. Yeah, you I just couldn't. yeah, I couldn't. Like I did what I did for a few years before I could spend the money and and have that. Um, also, as well, you know, let's say for instance, we have merch for me and even T3G. I buy my own shirts. I don't buy somebody else's shirts because I want to wear my merch. Right. I want to wear my brand. There it is. Um, so if I can't invest in myself, even in merch wise, then right. why would others? You exactly. Know? Why, exactly. Why would anybody else? So, which by the way, you said, I want to, I want to hit on that real quick. You said you met a fan at the last uh, show that you I were did. at. I did. That was crazy. Was that the last shot? Was he wearing a full throttle? Sh- he was not. That was actually my wife. Oh, I just did okay. that because she told me I should have my product in the shot. So oh, I said, okay, fine. Okay. But that would have been cool. I was going to say, um, but, but, but you had somebody, so you, I you, had, you, you've been working on this. For three years, solid. You've been solid, pr- producing yeah. full throttle auto content for three solid years, and you went to the show, and you you texted me. You're like, I met a fan today. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, uh, first of all, the fact that how he saw me was crazy. I was on the ground. I was kneeling. I was taking a my a picture. I was taking a picture of a car from the floor, so right. I had to be close to the floor with the camera, and he just turned his head. And I didn't even have my, I didn't have my, uh, this shirt on or anything that says that I, it was me. And he was like, full throttle auto. And I just was like, that's crazy, man. Right. Like, how did you even possibly realize, you know, I know I've been consistent and I've been, but like, I only have maybe uh, 230, something like that, subscribers. Yeah, I have a, a little over 500 followers on Instagram. 
but it was just insane to see that somebody actually recognized me from the thing I was doing. Um, so it definitely, it definitely put you in a. Not here. Oh, I'm jerk. There we go. Fix that. There we go. Um, so it, it was very, it was very humbling. Uh, definitely humbling to have somebody. And, and, you know, it wasn't the first time. I mean, first time I think I got approached was a guy with his two kids. Right. It was at uh, uh, the So Ill uh, thing, little event, the free event that they host like on Sundays or whatever. And like he came up to me and he's like, oh, yeah, we watch you every time. You know, every time you have a video, we, we sit down so, and watch. And I was and like, that's, oh, yeah, wow, that's, that's, that's like, that's thing. crazy. And that was even before I had any right. real followers. And, and I was, three years ago when you started – were you like? Were you thinking about? Oh man, like I'm gonna meet fans someday. Not at all. No, I I just the only thing I knew is that I needed to. Uh, the only thing in my head was I needed to be in the industry that I wanted to be in. Um, I needed to have my name out there somehow, and then of course having something uh, that I can show to I guess leverage. Uh, to sponsors, right? So, right. like, you, if you don't have the funds, if you're not rich, you don't have the funds to race. So you need sponsors, and sponsors are always going to ask, like, what can you do for them? And so my initial thought would have been, well, if I can create videos, take pictures, sure. maybe have a following on social media, I can use that. Be like, well, I already have a following. I already have people that pay attention to me uh, that see my stuff. And, uh, you know, that's what I can offer you right now. And obviously then there's going to be, you know, whatever we talk about after that, what else I can offer them. But I never in a million years would have thought like, oh, I'm going to get approached by fans. Oh, I'm going to get, uh, you know, somebody's going to call my name out of nowhere and, and, and approach me and want to take a picture with me. Like none of that was in my head. I've never, never even considered it. I never, you know, I, you, right. know, you see that with, you see that with, uh, actors and stuff when they do, you know, these, um, big red carpet events or even when they're out on the street people are like oh it's you but never in a million years did i think like that's what i was gonna you know that was gonna happen with me and like i said it's not like i'm a huge success or in any success technically at the moment but to even experience that at the level that i'm at was very humbling it was it's it's it was just like it it, it kind of like was like oh wow it's not just me it's not just right. some, like it's not just the content for me but like others actually connect and enjoy it and that's i think that was huge that was i mean it's it's just crazy to experience something like that it doesn't happen often right because you know you, you're not big enough yet but when it does it's it, it takes you back for a second like you don't know you're like man you know what if i say something wrong what if i do something wrong what if i react differently um so it's like it's interesting you know it's you try to be what they see uh, because I mean, what the biggest thing for me is when I make videos, especially the vlogs, I try to be myself. I try right. to show them the things sure. that I'm passionate about and the, how I am around it. Uh, you know, everybody has different levels to themselves. You know, sometimes you're grumpy because you didn't get enough sleep right, or you're right. starving. You know, everybody gets those like angry moments, but they're not necessarily that's you. So like, I'm always. Like, when that happened, I was like, man, what if they caught me, like, when I wasn't happy? Right. Like, what if, like... What if you were having a bad day, I was just a and they walk day. up, and you're like, yeah, what? But no, no, <laughs> never never in my life, never 
never even when i started this was i thinking like yeah i'm gonna get approached and somebody's gonna want to take a picture with me or somebody's gonna want to like they're gonna be like hey it's you you know full throttle auto you know harris and i'm like that was crazy that was just insane it was just uh it's a it's a it's an experience that definitely you don't know I don't think you could ever get used to something like that. Maybe at some point when it's a consistent thing in your yeah, life. Yeah, maybe it's happening every day. Yeah, like maybe you know, you're Gary Vee walking down New York streets right. and they're like, oh, I'm going to take a picture. Yeah, exactly. Sure. But <laughs> otherwise, it's like, man, I have no idea how do you react to things like that. That's a level that it's like, it's. I have it's to say, like, watching, like, watching really big people, people who are like known across, you know, areas. Watching something like Casey Neistat, you know, ride his uh, boosted board down the streets of New York, and then people are just like, like hey, hey, Casey! Casey. And it's yeah. like, hey, what's up? Like, who is this person that you're right. talking... But, like, that's just who he is. That's, that's just who he He's is. known, and people talk... You know, like, I feel like I would... But I think that's the connect, the more of the direct connection. I think, to a year ago, if I saw Will Smith on the street, I would be fangirling out. Right. I think now that he's... I guess more humanized with it a definitely vlog, is, especially with a vlog. Yeah, I, I could just be like, "Oh my God, Will!" Like, so glad. I, I, I feel like glad I would be more you. approaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like if properly I properly approach him, because right. I, I think a lot of things that people say when they're in the eye of other people and and you know they have fans, um, is you know it's great that they approach him and say, hey, "Can I get a selfie?" But one of the biggest things that people always say is, like, "Hey, how's it going?" How you doing? Right. You know, uh, stuff like that. Not necessarily like, oh, I love you. Can I have a, a picture? You know, like uh, some, I, I've heard that a lot from others. And I don't know. Like, I, I can't say if I'm ever, you know, how I'm going to be. Because right. it's, 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 you know, I'm still not, I don't have a following like that. And just to get these random experiences like that, I just, I have no, like I've, it was cool. Don't get me wrong. I thought it was, I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is this is awesome yeah right. absolutely you can take a picture yeah i have no problem like that's but it's it was definitely a interesting experience not something you know clearly it's something that's going to be there when you get bigger and bigger and you continue to grow but i don't know if it's something that you can get used to uh, for a while it is there you go no i know what it is i know what it is Anyway, <laughs> um, so what's next for you? What, what's what's the, you finished the one racing series? I are did. You, are you doing the summer league? Uh, I'm gonna do some things in the summer league. It's gonna cost way too much to stay competitive in it. So to actually Fair. win each Fair. event in the summer league, um, or at least the Friday night light stuff, or Friday night stuff, not Friday night light. Uh, Friday night stuff is it's every um, every basically weekend. Uh, for uh, and they split up the so there's like first set and then you have your winners and you do another set so there's three total in, during the summertime and that's expensive I mean every time you race it's like 75 bucks so you're looking at over $300 for the month uh, that's a lot of money you know that's that's okay. a chunk and change that some people just can't throw and I'm one of those people at the moment so what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna try to now if there is the same thing where we did the mid uh, mid uh, west karting challenge where it was like three events they're split out between the months and i can toss in like that 70 bucks and do that challenge and see how i place that's great um the friday night stuff i'm gonna try to do one or maybe two a month right. and and just to continue build that skill sure. that's going to be the biggest thing uh so i want to you know obviously 
it's a thing that I focus on constantly. I'm always thinking about it. I'm always thinking about how to be better. But the more you obviously do it is what's going to help you the most. So I'm definitely going to try to figure out how to this summer throw myself in there more to get more seat time. And then, of course, you know, continuously just uh, making the videos, being around it in general, even if I can't race uh, at least be near it, be there with people, continue to talk with people, continue to meet new people. Um, I think that's another thing with people with anxiety like myself is we, we have a very big problem with actually communicating with others. And, uh, and so it, it's something to, you know, bypass. But because of everything that I've been doing, I've met so many great people that maybe at some point in your head you would have thought, man, I bet those people are not as nice or maybe they're not right. as, you know, as welcoming, but you'd be surprised. You know, you just give it a moment to talk with them, approach them. They're in the same thing that you enjoy. It's most likely going to be that they have the same mentality as you. Right. For sure. Well, I'm glad that you've got a plan. I'm yeah. glad you got some stuff planned ahead. Uh, and of course, working with T3G well, to make, uh, of course, make, T3G. of course, <laughs> Uh, and making some more uh, even better videos than just uh, like montage videos and vlogs. Um, you know, we definitely are looking at that documentary stuff and we really want to put some effort into that and just kind of just so people have a, even a more of a sense of where like my thing falls into it. You know, For I sure. think maybe some people just see I like making videos instead of the actual passion for the racing. So I like it. I like it. Uh for those watching, obviously, you have the links in the video. You have links down below. For those listening, where can people find you? Oh, man. Uh, you know, of course, on YouTube, uh, youtube.com forward slash full throttle auto, all one word. Uh, or if you search within YouTube, full throttle, one word, auto, separate from that. Uh, Instagram, full throttle underscore auto. Uh, Twitter, Full throttle auto altogether, but one T at the end of throttle, <laughs> just because it was weird how we can fit it. Facebook, of course, is uh, facebook.com forward slash full throttle A, uh, because full throttle auto was taken, uh, <laughs> unfortunately. And then, of course, my new uh, website, which I just, uh, which was just launched this year, uh, and it's uh, www.fullthrottleauto.org. I couldn't get the dot com. Why dot org? That's for organizations. Yeah, I know. I know. It was for organizations, but it was the only one that kind of like made sense to me. Dot net and dot com were weren't available, so it was the only other one fair. that would like uh, kind of made sense to me. Fair, fair. All right. Well, that's gonna be it for this episode of Passion as a Business on the Tangents Podcast on Caffeine's Broadcast everywhere in the world we're yeah, all over the all place all over the place uh thanks everyone that joined us uh house or vj if you guys are still with us thank you very much for for hanging out yeah for watching absolutely. uh if you guys want to check out if you what, what you missed the early part of the show this will be on next week on the t3g tangents channel on youtube video and then the tangents podcast itunes stitcher uh google play we're we're uh, like we're legit. Ever, yeah, we're, we're legit. legit. Yeah, that's about as legit as it gets, right? <laughs> right when you're on sure. all the platforms, for sure. So, uh, I will want I, I want to make this uh, I want to make this comment, and you know you could argue with me, but if I say it, it's true, right? We're sure. we're the best best podcast uh, uh, out there, in my opinion. Best podcast yeah, on the best internet. Podcast. Look at that. Two people agree, so you know yeah. can can't be BJ wrong. Vijay says that. it was awesome. VJ yeah, loved there it, you go. So. I love it. See, I like it. I like it very much. And there you go. Thanks again for hanging out. Thanks for watching. We'll see you. In the next one. Later.
screaming. And maybe that's what was going on. No, no, no. I just, I just oh. clicked it. I stopped recording and then accidentally hit stop and start streaming. Now I gotta fucking go delete that stupid video. Now, now a tweet went out that like, C3G's live on YouTube. No, no we're not. Fuck YouTube's live. It's so weird that it, that it fucking freaks out. Yeah, I don't know what was going on there. I mean, it's not a lighting issue because lighting was consistent. Um, oh, the phone fell down. Yeah, definitely not lighting. Queen 